Hi, and good morning. Today is June 9th, and I am about to begin talking about telekinesis and psychokinesis. And for those of you who do not know me, I'd like to share just a little bit about what it is that I do and who I am. So my name is Ellie Molina, and I'm a former educator. I've been educating for 40 years already, and I'm also a psychic. And I am an intuitive consultant, and I work with I work with uh, former heads of state. I work with public figures. I do readings for business professionals and celebrities. And I'm also a what I call trusted mentor to seekers and people who are really on their spiritual path and looking for a different direction than some of the material that is out there. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about psychokinesis and telekinesis. But first, I wanted to share just a quote with you um, from Hermes Trismegistus, and he was a teacher that was believed to have been before Christ, but the documentation now shows that uh, that um, he lived somewhere between the first and second centuries after Christ. And so Hermes says, Hermes says in his in his writings and teachings. You must understand that God is pre-existent, ever-existent, and that he alone made all things and created by his will the things that are. And when the creator had made the ordered universe, he willed to set and order the earth also. And he set down man, a mortal creature made in the image of an immortal being to be an embellishment of the divine body, for it is man's function. And it is man's function to contemplate the works of God. And for this purpose, he was made, that he might view the universe with wondering awe and come to know its maker. Man has this advantage over all other living beings, that he possesses mind and speech. Now speech, my son, God imparted to all men, but mind he did not impart to all. Not that he grudged it to any, for the grudging temper does not start from heaven above, but comes from being here below in the souls of those men who are devoid of mind. And what that means is that we have been imparted speech, and it takes something to really understand that there are many dimensions to mind and to our consciousness. And that is what we're talking today about self-talk and having the ability to perform telekinesis and psychokinesis. So first let's talk a little bit about psychokinesis. Psychokinesis is the mental concentration of being able to um, bend objects with your mind. And so, for example, in psychokinesis, and it's not just bending objects, it's also being able to, to move objects with your mind, but within close proximity. So, for example, if anybody, 
Um, I just have to join in over here. Hi, Glenn. I'm really new to podcasting, so I just really want to say hi and welcome. And for anyone who's unfamiliar with uh, spoon bending, there are images on my gallery at www.ellymolina.com. There's a gallery of spoon bending images where people that have worked with me have gone on to bend spoons and perform other um, psychokinesis um, things. Okay, anyway, spoon bending is done. There's a process to it. And first of all, it begins with a willingness and self-talk that it can be done. If you believe that you're never going to be able to do this and this is not going to work for you, then this won't happen for you and it won't work for you because you've already predetermined and set your mind that it won't be the case for you. Those are people who are willing to experiment with spoon bending and say to themselves, you know what, I'm not sure this really works, but I'm open. I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. I will do my best. Well, then there's a process. And for the most part, people are very successful and they're successful on on first and second tries. Um, when I first bent my spoons, uh, it took me it took me months to prepare for it. I was able to remote view. I do psychic work all day long. This is my profession. And yet I had some self-talk about, oh, my God, what if I cannot bend the spoon? So if anybody knew that I couldn't bend the spoon, what would they think? So all that self-talk went into it and all that judgment went into it. And then I came across a colleague of mine and he teaches spoon bending and he had a YouTube video. And if anybody wants to find out more about that, just email me at ellie at elliemolina.com and I'll share all that information with you. And getting back to Sean's video, he had put together a YouTube video with a group of people out in Oregon to show them how to perform spoon bending. So I sat down, I was alone, and I said, well, I'm going to do this. And so I picked a spoon. I did what Sean said, which was to kind of make connection to the spoon. So I went into my kitchen. I looked around at some spoons and I said, OK, which one of you, which one of you spoons you want to bend today? And then one of the spoons popped out at me and I said, OK, you're it. And so it was with um, expectation and yet a little skepticism that I sat down to do the meditation that Sean guided us through somewhere during the meditation because Sean's got a great meditative voice and he uh, was really able to get us into a very deep alpha state. At least I went into a very, very deep alpha brainwave state and I almost fell asleep. And then I heard Sean say, bend, bend. And it, <laughs> I took the spoon and it was at that moment that I just put my fingers on it and I just touched the spoon and the spoon bent. And I'm looking at it, the spoon literally melted. And so then I said, this can't be real. So I quickly put the spoon back to the way that it was. And then I said, okay, I'm gonna do this again, bend. And it, it bent again, it melted again. And then this almost as if there was a window of opportunity at that moment, the spoon could not go back to its original source. I mean, it stayed bent. And I have pictures of that on my on my website. And um, if you go to my website, you'll see some pictures of the bent spoon and even on my Facebook, all, all over the place, wherever I've got pictures. And um, 
just for people who really don't know quickly what the alpha brainwave state is, those are reduced brainwaves. We function when we're speaking and engaging and working and talking, we function in a beta brainwave state. This is a very quick state that we've used for um, analyzing and speaking and cognitive functioning. And when we're about to go into sleep and we want to have psychic experiences and we want to do all kinds of work with our mind, we need to fall into the alpha, which is a more relaxed brainwave state. This is where the magic happens. The brainwave slows down and then magic happens in a light theta state. These are where people often have out-of-body experiences. This is where spoon bending takes place in the alpha state. This is where remote viewing, being able to see without our eyes over time, distance, and space. So this is where magic really truly happens. And so this is this is psychokinesis. I also teach uh, using a spiral where there is a little piece of paper, a little spiral in a glass container, and then using our hands, it's you can say it's energy from our hands that's doing it, doesn't really matter. Using our hands, we are able then to not touch the glass, but take the energy as if you were a Reiki healer, and then manipulate the energy so that the spiral moves. And one of the reasons for practicing this, it gives you real hands-on ability to say, whoa, this is really cool stuff. And I can take this and then practice healing later. There, you can start doing remote healing. You can do healing for, for uh, people in your proximity, hands-on healing. So it opens up a whole other realm of being able to do this work. And now I'm going to talk to you a little bit. If anybody has any questions about psychokinesis right now, that is, again, being in close proximity to your object. And um, I taught this really quickly. I just forgot to interject this. When I was teaching at the private magic school in Washington State, we had three children move a domino with their minds. And that was done through telekinesis, which is having the object a little bit further away from where we are and no hands at all, nothing, just pure mind and the mind that has the object um, fall. In this case, we were using dominoes. The kids are in naturally in a very deep alpha state. Normally they're not in brain, uh, beta brainwave until they get into puberty. And so during this time, having a child say, okay, you're gonna make that domino move. And if the child believes that the domino can move with the power of their mind, then it just takes practice, time, and concentration. And we teach children how to concentrate when I do work with teaching children to um, develop their psychic abilities or actually to access, enhance, and continue to use them. So all kids are psychic, and then we lose it as we continue to get older. And to answer Glenn's question, that is why children have great imaginations because reality is fluid. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I just kind of lost it there for a moment. And getting back to the kids, so the children would sit and they would stare at these objects knowing that it was only going to be a matter of time before they fell, and then the domino. And then that happened and it was just really wonderful. And I've only done it three times, only be, I think, be since I don't have access to that many children for prolonged periods of time anymore as I did when I was able to teach them in the classroom setting. And so now we're gonna talk about, talk about telekinesis. And this is being able to influence and manipulate objects and 
I'm going to say objects and things and situations many times from a distance. So um, there is a um, <laughs> Glenn. Yes. Oh, can I just I'm going to interrupt for a moment. Glenn is asking me wonderful, wonderful questions, and I'm so grateful for your questions right now and comments. And Glenn says over here that for adults, um, oh, Thomas, Thomas asked, why is it that we grow out of it as we age? And then Glenn asked, answered that for adults, we live in the beta brainwave state. And therefore, it takes adults longer, not only to learn, yes, Glenn, and also we have to practice going into alpha. And we go into alpha through meditation and right before sleep. So we really need to work on getting into alpha. It's not something that comes naturally to us anymore as it does for children, because that's where their brain waves naturally reside in that frequency. And we're in beta brainwave state. So um, I want to share a story with you that happened uh, recently involving telekinesis and PK. Um, I was teaching a dream interpretation workshop course. We've spent a lot of time in this dream interpretation. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. He's like, yay, story time. Okay. So we had spent a lot of time in the dream interpretation workshop, analyzing dreams, talking about dreams, talking about alpha and going into theta and what happens during the dream state. And so one of the participants in the workshop decided that after taking the dream interpretation workshop that she was going to start working on her spoon bending abilities and literally within two days after the workshop this woman started bending three spoons right in a row and then one fork she said that she described it as she knew the spoon would bend and she spoke to it she had done it the same way through the meditation and she just knew she knew at that moment in time the spoon was going to bend for her and then it consists then she started doing this um during the out uh, the day she would get into an alpha she would know it she would know the spoon could bend and then she would do it and um her pictures are in the gallery so that was really cool uh, and now, right after that, that dream interpretation workshop, there is a fountain that goes on all day long, all night long where I live. And the fountain is extremely annoying for me. Some people find it very healing and beautiful. I find it to be Chinese water torture. And I want that fountain to go off. And I had wanted it to go off for a really long time. And so... I had a dream one evening and I really wasn't even sure what kind of dream this was, if this was a lucid dream or an out of body experience, or it was a false awakening. Only I saw myself talking to a friend that I had met on Facebook. Her name is Alexandra and she to me is a master of psychokinesis and telekinesis. She can turn streetlights on and off she can manipulate doorways she can do she can turn the thermometers um up and down in rooms so she has this amazing ability to do all kinds of things with only the power of her mind and so in the dream i went to her i went to her in the dream and i said alexandra can you help me and she resides in italy and so during the dream I got up and I took a picture of the fountain that was sprinkling and then 
I sent her the video and I said to her during the conversation in the dream state, Alexandra, help me turn off this, this spring, this water fountain, turn this off for me. And I was recording it and sending her the video. And then she took her fingers and went, made some, made some movement with her fingers to turn it off. And then I said, oh, if she's going to do that, I'm going to do that too. So the two of us started going, and this is in the dream state or in that God knows out of body experience, who knows where this was. And we're moving our fingers to turn off the water fountain. And then I went back to sleep. So thank you, Alexandra. Thank you. Thank you. Went back to sleep. And that was Tuesday night. On Wednesday afternoon, I looked out the window at one point and it was the sprinklers were off. They were gone. I mean, the fountain, the fountain had been, the fountain had broken. And it was, that was it. The fountain was broke, broken. And it was off all day Wednesday, all day Thursday, all day Friday. And then on Saturday, repair people came and fixed it. So in the meantime, I said, I wonder if Alexandra had a visitation by me. I have to confirm all of this. So I dropped her an email and I asked her, I said, hey, did you have any crazy dream or any not crazy? Did you have a dream um, about me and turning off water? And then she said, oh, I shared the whole story with her, too. And then she said during the night, it was a very it was a very busy night for her. Someone that she did not know came to her and asked if they could if she could help them with the water in their building and so she said yes and then i said okay that somebody that came to you was me so for that is just one little incident about how telekinesis can work for us for, for far away now the um of course getting this this water fountain to stay off is permanently will be a, a larger endeavor however People use telekinesis and psychokinesis for business, for influencing, for remote influencing, so that we can actually get in there and we can change things. Um, we can, people can win lotto numbers through manipulation of the, the lotto balls when they get drawn. So there's a lot of things that can be done with this, with these abilities, if we start to learn to use them and use them properly and believe that we can use them. So I've done quite a lot of talking today and I am now open for questions. If anybody has any questions or comments about this, I'd love to hear them. Otherwise, I do have a call that I said I was going to, uh, I was going to question that um, somebody had called in or emailed me actually. And so I was going to answer that um, while I'm live over here too. Only for those of you who are with me, anybody want to ask anything? <laughs> so Glenn asked, can you use telekinesis to do the call for me? Uh, I'm not that advanced yet. <laughs> so I haven't gotten there. <laughs> and that would take away some of the fun, wouldn't it? Um, no, I don't, I don't have that ability. I'm still working on other things. So, uh, yes. Okay. Any other questions? Oh, and, and Glenn, just FYI, you'd want to do the spoon bending if you were more in an alpha state and being in a meditative state, if you are interested in watching a video that my colleague has put together, that is just really fabulous. He's a great spoon bender uh, teacher and also remote viewer. So just you can drop me an email at Ellie, E-L-L-Y at EllieMolina.com. Okay, question anybody, anyone have any questions? Because I'm going to answer 
um, a question that was called in and sh share a story. Um, and for those of you who do fall asleep while you're meditating, that's okay. It's just practice. You'll, you'll practice and it will be okay. Your body probably needs to sleep also. Um, okay. One of, I had an email come in, which is my dog is lost. Where can I find him? So in order to answer this question, um, what I saw, I was using some remote viewing. When I got the question, I started remote viewing as to the dog. And one of the things that I saw at the for your dog is um, JK. Uh, this question was called in out of New York. And well, it wasn't called in. It was emailed in. JK, what I'm going to share is a little bit um, upsetting. Only there are things that you can do. And what uh, the dog has been taken. So it wasn't that your dog ran away and got lost. Your dog was taken. Um, someone in who was passing by your neighborhood, someone working in your neighborhood saw your dog and your dog happens to be unfortunately or fortunately extremely friendly, which you'll have to confirm with me. Uh, the, by the nature of your friendly dog, the dog was taken. And there are some things that you can do in order to have your dog returned. And one of the things that I'm going to suggest is that you really get yourself into a nice alpha state, which is doing a meditation or doing a three, two, one countdown so that you relax your body. It's almost like going into a hypnotic state. There are YouTube videos available on hypnosis. There are all kinds of videos um, and guided meditations. I've got one myself. Um, available and that is an insight timer and you can go there and download that also and getting back jk to your dog one of the things that you can do over here is to just really sit down get yourself into alpha and then remote view who has your dog because i'm seeing that it was picked up by a man for his children and that one of the things that you can do is to start to put out there through the process of ordaining and prayer, I now ordain that our dog is returned to us. I now ordain our dog is returned. And if you continue this practice while you go out and look around for your dog or even put up flyers in your neighborhood or talk to as many people as you know, I now ordain our dog is returned. There's a very strong chance that the dog will come back within two weeks and only because of the very powerful telepathic connection that you will establish with your dog because you and your dog are very JK you and your dog are very telepathic and the dog does want to return to you so the dog will need to find its way home there are incredible animal stories and if you continue to do the work then in terms of remote viewing and your prayer and your intentionality and ordaining that your dog is returned to you um, your dog will get back home some there will be a way and we don't talk about how it will happen we just allow it to happen i had a woman who um whose dog was lost and they used the power of prayer and then prayer remote viewing she had called me and then through the most incredible crazy circumstances the dog was returned to them and it's just wild. So by using this power, the power of remote viewing, the power of faith, the power of prayer,
the power of knowing that there is something much greater and that we are connected to universal consciousness, this will allow your dog to come back to you. Um, yes, so so I hope that answers, well, I intend that that answers your question. And if not, please just, you know, drop me another email and we'll talk about it and keep me posted when and when your dog does return. And Glenn, there was a question here. Is telekinesis always linked to faith or higher power as a whole? I believe that it's all connected. So that in the belief that it is possible that we are able to access higher consciousness and knowing that there is so much more to us than just our bodies and our mind, that this personal practice then allows us to get into the state of, into that state of understanding that we are so much more than our bodies and that we are so much more than just our mind. We are, we are entities that travel over time, distance, and space. We're not limited to these bodies, and therefore we're not limited to um, to doing what it is that that society, the box that society has taught us we belong in, so that these restraints are then removed. And one of the biggest ways that I believe in removing the restraints is through language. So we use certain vocabulary all the time, and we avoid other words. We avoid words as can't and shouldn't and should, and we allow words into our vocabulary, uh, for example, possibility and potential and expansion and consciousness, and that we are way beyond just our physical bodies. Oh, I love that. You wrote, we are way beyond the idea of what human states rely on outside authority to validate our own existence. That's so beautiful. Thank you, Roxanne. Fine. Thank you for joining us. Yes. So anybody have any questions as we begin to wind down? Uh, we've got a few more minutes left and I would gladly, gladly answer calls about uh, telekinesis, psychokinesis, and using the incredible powers of our mind to achieve wonderful results. And that, that in turn talks about using these powers to influence also the forces that are going on around us now. We can use our telekinesis, telekinetic, and our psych psychokinetic powers to help influence a peaceful earth and that we can begin to work on elevating consciousness for people around us and those that we interact with so that we're constantly raising the consciousness of those people in our world, be it even psychically, remotely, and through, te you know, through the magic of working in tele the telekinetic and the psychokinetic realms and remote viewing and influencing. And um, so I believe that we have that ability. I know we have that ability. That is part of the Ho'oponopono prayer, which is, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. That, again, starts to work on the quantum entanglement field that we are in. And uh, just really quickly, um, Roxanne asked when I air. I air every single Tuesday. I started last week. It is at 10 o'clock Eastern time, and I run for half an hour right now. And so it's every Tuesday, 10 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, thank you. So thank you, thank you. And Glenn asked, what tips do I have for learning to for getting into an alpha state? The best tip is to pop on a YouTube video, 
where it actually says entering the alpha state. So Jose Silva has some Silva meditations, S-I-L-V-A. Silva has some great alpha sounds that will allow your brainwave to go into alpha. He also has the theta sounds and you can get that on uh, YouTube. It is S-I-L-V-A. And if you read the incredible story of Jose Silva, you find it on online, you're going to be awed how he won the lottery through the dream state in order for him to continue his work to teach um, psychic abilities to everyone. And so it, fascinating man. And can we raise others consciousness through telekinesis? Um, in some ways, why not? Even though the telekinesis that we're using is, yes, I, I believe, even though we're not doing objects, but why wouldn't we be able to do it? It's, it's just another form of remote influencing. And so it's just vocabulary because what we're doing is influencing. And I do believe that, that it can only be used for the highest good of all. So people who do look to use remote influencing for evil or for bad, that will all come back to them because there are some universal laws and universal principles. So um, if you do use it for greed and selfishness, well, that, again, is a perspective and that's a whole other conversation. So then that gets into definition of what is greed and, you know, being selfish. And if we are greedy in terms of, oh, I need to have more, more, more just for myself, just for myself and not for the sake of sharing. Well, unfortunately, that violates one of that violates the laws of consciousness and the laws of humanity, which is that everything that comes out as above, so below. So if that is your intention and you are putting out that energy as above, so below. So what you give out to the universe is then returned back to you. So that may take on a very different form. You know, we just never know how that is. Okay, uh, real quick question. Um, it's not about them. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, it is now it is now 1030 here on East Coast time. And I want to thank all of you for joining me. You had such wonderful questions and wonderful comments. And I just love this. So, yes, I would love to see you all next week. If you if you want to be in touch with me, it is Ellie at elliemolina.com. And thank you so much for being here with me today. May you raise the consciousness of yourself and those around you on the planet. Love and blessings to you. Amen. Okay, bye. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.